You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. You're listening to Lust for Life with Mad Dog Matter. This is actually our bomb shelter. <laughs> when, when society falls. <laughs> it's our panic room that we built. For all the zombies out there. <laughs> that would be great. Would people still want to entertain? Yes. Even after a zombie apocalypse? 100%. Like, like if any kind of technology still works, would people be like, man, we really need to record a podcast about uh, Rick Grimes getting his arm it, uh, eaten by a zombie? <laughs> like, would you still... Would, I, don't, I don't think it would be a podcast. It would just be like a round of fire. Well, yeah, that would be your performance at that point, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But people would listen to that. The other people in bunkers would be like, oh, man, now I got right. something to... <laughs> they have nothing to do. Yeah, this guy's stories are done. I've listened to this a million times. What are those guys doing in that bunker? Think about how easy it'll be to be a published author after the, the <laughs> apocalypse. You can well, just the... write on a wall, and all of a sudden, <laughs> now you're Tolstoy. <laughs> all right, babies, this is Lust for Life. This is going to be an interesting one. This is going to be very crazy. We have, uh, we have a cat coming in here who ran for office. Love it. In his uh, home state of Ohio, as of course a libertarian, because no one, no civilians who run for office are ever libertarians. That's like 98% of the write in ballots or whatever that shit is. Like when all those porn stars and actors and actresses run in like LA, mm-hmm. they're always like libertarians. Yeah. Some of them can't even spell libertarian, like Mary <laughs> Carey when she ran. We got, of course, with us Benji. Thanks for having me. Suswine. Did I say it right this time? So yeah, that's right. I'll Getting take close. that. I'll take it. I'll take it. By it episode counts. 100, I'll get it right. <laughs> Sitting in guest host, special guest host, Nate McIntosh. Hey, man. How you doing? This is uh, wonderful, my friend. It's good to have you because we will be talking American politics. And <laughs> so, of course, we should yeah. have a fucking Canadian in with us. I just found out what a libertarian was. You guys just let me know what it was. What are the political parties in Canada? Um, there's the NDP. There is what's, uh, what's the so NDP? much pressure right now. He's Sounds like, like a rapper. So much pressure. Do you know how much I don't pay attention to any of this? The, the thing about it's weird in Canada is that Canada knows way more about American politics than we do our own. We we know way more. I know more about American politics than I do about Canadian. You, you guys know more about America than I do. Like in general, like <laughs> that's hilarious. I meet Canadian when I'd weigh tables back in the day. I'd meet Canadians. Mm-hmm. Be like, where are you from? Saskatoon. Oh man, Rough Riders. What's going on with them? Like, oh, you don't like that shit, man. No, I'm all about the Packers. And they'll start talking all about Canada's uh, American weird. It football. Doesn't watch, it doesn't watch its own stuff, man. We got a weird, um, we got a weird complex that way. But everything American, we know. You, again, you you guys are the the greatest reality show that's on the planet. So we watch right. that. So right. what channels are? What's the basic television channels in Canada? I want to get to something. C- CBC. The CBC is the Canadian Broadcasting. Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. I think it's company or corporation. I can't even remember. I've been on a bunch of times. I don't even know what the fuck it's Oh, look at that humble brag. Look at that name drop. I've been on it a bunch of times, you hack motherfuckers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just turned you into If you're Canadian not on the dice. CBC, you did. You turned me into Canadian dice. Um, CBC, CTV, uh, the Comedy Network, which is a part of CTV. And that's regular TV? It was a regular comedy. T- t- it's you don't need cable for that. Um, no, you might need cable for that. No, nah, man, if you just plug in your TV, you might get no. Okay, so CBC and CTV, you plug in your TV to a wall. And those are Canadian those. TVs. But do yes. you get American channels basically? Oh yeah. Do you get NBC Even those, and shit? Those, those, yes, of course. And those channels play American stuff all the time. CBC plays Simpsons daily. Okay. CTV plays, you know, Friends. Because to me, that's my question. 
All the new stuff. You have NBC, <laughs> CBS. There you go. <laughs> Man, we just got them honeymooners. Uh, that Ralph is a riot. Hilarious. Ghostbusters just came right. out in Canada. That's hilarious. So you have your two Canadian channels. You have CBC, CTV. Yes. Which obviously has Canada in the title, so right. that's there. Yes. But then you also have NBC, CBS, yes, yes, ABC, yes. Yep. American Broadcasting, Infiltrating, uh-huh. and Fox. Yes. How does CBC and CTV do against the other networks in the ratings? I'm assuming generally terribly, and that's probably why they have a lot of American shows on them. That's unbelievable to me. The Canadian shows don't last long. Some of them do, but a lot of them they're out for like a year or two, and then Canada's just like, well, fuck this show. We'll get a rerun of uh, Fraser, right. and then that's what they do. I know so many Canadians who, basically, like what you said. I've been on the channel a lot, but you're out here in America, yeah, fighting with the rest of us trying to get work. Yes, I knew a girl. Who claims that she was like on the Canadian, like Saturday Night Live? And guess how where I met her? What? We were waiting to get our drinks to take to a table. Yeah. At the Hard Rock Cafe, she was a waitress. First of all, she left the television career in Canada. What is the Canadian Saturday Night Live? I don't know. She could be a liar. Because there was a show called um, Oh Man Comedy Inc. Yes. Is it that? It got to be that. Which was, it did, you know. You it want me to call her? I think she's in Indiana now. Get her, her on, on the, the show. phone. Ring her on the show. I Let's think she go. can put her fist in her mouth, too. What? Oh, She'd be a great guest. Since you brought up S- Super S- Tramp, Booker. <laughs> Producer Super Tramp. Put her in the book. Okay, this is how Canada kind of works, all right? Uh, Lorne Michaels is Canadian. Guess where he came? Ooh. Bloop. Yes, but he, you know why? He went to he went to CBC. This is a story I've heard, anyway. He went to CBC and pitched that night live, and CBC was like, nah. So <laughs> then he brought it down here, and it's the biggest thing that's ever happened. And he took over television. Yeah, it's crazy. And then inspired Dr. Evil. That's that hilarious. comes from Canada, baby. Yeah. Don't forget that. Mm-hmm. So, all right, so you don't know much about... You guys know about your country. Like, all right. To a degree. I mean, what do you want? What do you mean? What do I know? Well, I just love how we ask you the political parties. Oh, yeah, I got stuttered. one. Well, yeah, I got you said one. DNC. D- D- run DMC. Run DMC. No, <laughs> we got DMC. Run DMC and EPMD. <laughs> Rap groups in America came to Canada and became political parties. They're, they're, they're making laws. No, you got the NDP. NDP. You got the. Uh, you know, you got the other guys. There's the Green Party. Um, Do they get? All right. There's conservatives. Who's in control now? Uh, Stephen Harper. But and he's what, conservative. Well, conservative. Yes. And you vote for. Prime minister, or you vote Prime for minister. a party, and then well, that guy gets elected. Yeah, you in. vote party. You vote party. For those of you like just listening, you cannot see the faces that Nate's making. It's almost no. like he's bluffing in poker. Yeah. What do you oh, got? Yeah. Uh, you got to pay yeah. to see. I didn't have the two queens. I mean, whoops. <laughs> yeah, I got I got two seven offsuit, and I'm just trying to get through. The, I'm trying to get to the flop. He's I, actually googling this right now. Yeah, <laughs> man. I don't. I don't. You know. I'm pretty sure you vote for. I'm pretty sure you vote for a party, and then that that party picks a man. Did you ever or, vote in Canada? I voted twice. I voted for the mayor of Toronto, and I voted for um, the NDP against the conservatives, and then the conservatives won. So you did vote for that. Okay. Yeah. We got a mayor race happening right now in New York. What do you guys think? What's, uh, isn't Wiener? <laughs> Wiener's making it happen? <laughs> no, he's going for Comptroller. Oh, no, no, Wiener is <laughs> no, going. No, Wiener is Comptroller going. Comptroller <laughs> is Spitzer. Oh, that's okay. Who I like. I like Spitzer. How? Really? I think he's great. I think he could, I think he would have been the best if he wouldn't have gotten thrown out. And that documentary... That Alex Gibney did on him, Client 9, unbelievable. Can the man who's mayor right now continue to be mayor? Bloomberg? Well, he just did. He just extended it so the past time. He okay. jimmied his way into the third. But he, oh. But I don't have any problems with Bloomberg. I don't trust him. Really? Isn't he from Boston? I don't want no New York. I've been here seven years, and I'm this guy now. I don't want no one from right. Boston <laughs> running my city. I'm from Vegas. <laughs> our, our greatest mayor of all time in Vegas is from Philadelphia, Oscar Goodman, who was— the, 
What was his nickname? The mob, the mob mayor. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was the mob lawyer back like, in the day. I know if there was a mayor in Vegas, he definitely has a nickname, yeah. like Lefty or yeah, Aces exactly. or something. Like he definitely has something. I'm Aces Goodman. <laughs> right. yeah, exactly. If you vote for me, <laughs> you won't get hurt. <laughs> Your kids can pick up parlay cards in elementary school. Um, this dude made no bones about it. He represented the mafia back in the 70s. But he 80s. told you that? Everyone, everyone knew it. Okay. He's in casino playing himself. Amazing. <laughs> He's really? representing Ace uh, Rothstein, who's based on Lefty Rosenthal. Mm-hmm. So, who is actually his client? Back he was in the, the day. mayor. I mean, uh, beca- that 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 dude that plays him mayor. as the lawyer is the was the mayor. And this is how Vegas does it—a little different than New York. Instead of him get, extending himself for an extra term, his wife is now the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> we love Goodman so much. Oh, it's that right his, now. His wife is now. And I don't know, I mean, I don't know if I'm out there anymore. I don't know if she's actually doing things or if anyone cares, if it's really him. It's Vegas. But how great is that? Like, anyone named Goodman now can just keep that off. We, th- that's what we do out there. You know, uh, what's UNLV? Vegas is known for UNLV's basketball team. That's what we're known for. Kay. Jerry Tarkanian, the coach. He has had so many relatives in and out of politics in Vegas just because it's a name that we trust. It's mm-hmm. like, you made us relevant for a minute. You have any offspring that wants any kind of office, we'll put them right in there. That's funny. Oh, you have a new great-grandbaby who's two, uh, two months old? Get that little bastard in. Comptroller. Comptroller. Yeah, if he can Education. put a suit on, he's running stuff. What's, uh, what party are they? The mob family that runs Vegas. <laughs> They're Democrats. I think they might have been independent at one point. Mm. But Oscar's not like a – he was never like a bleeding heart. Anti-American. Like he's conservative. He could be technically libertarian. He could be technically. Okay. I think he is kind of. <laughs> okay, that brings us back to our topic for the day. <laughs> yeah, let's get to the bottom of the show. Nate, this is great. I'm glad you're in on this episode. No, me too. I, this is, we're all going to learn a lot, everybody. I didn't realize how green you are uh-huh. with politics. Mm-hmm. I think it's good. We need that that new-eyed perspective. Open-eyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Open-eyed. Yeah, yeah. Is that the expression? Well, well it is now, goddamn. Because I'm not going to flinch in the night. Doe-eyed. So. <laughs> I know expressions. I do not know politics, guys. <laughs> Well, I'm going to ask you more random questions about your country to see if you even know. What's the national bird of Canada? The, I think it's the loon. It would be. Yeah. Which is what your dollar is, the loon. Has the loon. Yeah, the loon's on there. He's on the dollar. What is... She's on the dollar. Whatever she is. The loon, yes. Do you know all the words to O Canada? Could you sing it right now? Maybe. I think I probably could. Do I? I don't want to. <laughs> I think I can Super Tramp, can you get on the piano and play O Canada? He's not going to, Nate. No. Don't get fucking I, no, nervous. The is, I don't know, like, can, uh, what's the deal with, like, gay marriage, abortion, drugs there? Uh, gay marriage Gay marriage is legal. Across the board? All yes. Provinces? Yes, 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 yes. Because, yeah. There's uh, certain places where, obviously, certain people would frown upon it because, you know. Um, would drugs. those places be Alberta? Because <laughs> that's your Texas? <laughs> those places are is that 100%. True? Yeah, they call it Can-America. <laughs> Because it's the same kind of thing. Like it's oil, guns, cows, guns. guns. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you get breastfed, big trucks, and, cowboys. Yeah. Like it's very, it's very much kind of like Texas. Yeah, they're, 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 if you get breastfed in Alberta, mm-hmm. like steak comes out of the mom's tit. Like that's, <laughs> it's like Texas. It's, you can it's get like uh, abor- abortions are uh, legal across the board. Yes. All, how late? How late? Oh, like uh, what? Uh, Fifth trimester. If you don't yeah, like yeah, the kid yeah, yeah. in the first year, get <laughs> him the first fuck out. Years, that part, exactly. I thought for a minute you meant like what, until 10 p.m. I was like, I don't know. Because I got to go right after <laughs> 10 p.m. Monday through Friday. <laughs> and drugs, man, like drugs are not legal. But I mean, 
Um, I've heard that in certain places in America, if you get caught with, like, say, a joint, you can get a ticket. Yeah. Um, you that won't happen in uh, no ticket. No, they'll just take it. They'll take the joint. Maybe or like you know, you can't meet anyone in British Columbia who doesn't within the first five minutes yeah. of you meeting them tell you about how great their weed is. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. Where can they find weed? Uh-huh. And, and those guys get busted a lot, but it's always huge grow ups. It's always like yeah. a dude who had you know seventy five hundred pounds of weed in his house. It's never a dude that's just like he's got an ounce. It's never that guy. Let's break this down. All right, so Vancouver is your Seattle, Portland, and L.A. combined. You film a lot of movies. Yeah. The two TV shows that don't get ratings that mm-hmm. get on the CBC, they're filmed there. Some of them are filmed in Toronto, but yep. Yes, but that is it. Toronto's your New York City. Yes, 100%. Okay, so Vancouver is L.A. What's Montreal? BC. Well, that, that's where we're going to get it. What would Montreal be in American terms? Montreal, I don't, is it its own I don't thing know if you guys have Paris it. Shit? Yeah, yeah, I don't know what if you guys have it. It's very European. New Orleans. I've never been to New Orleans, so maybe. Is it? Got that French vibe a little bit. God mm-hmm. damn, you're a smart man, Benji. I've never been to New Orleans. Me but neither. I'd love to. Oh, no? Okay. It might be, it, yeah, it might be, uh, might be like that. Very festive. Less gators in, uh, in Canada. Let's go with Saskatchewan. What, is, what, what does that compare to in America? God, I don't know, Nebraska? Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. So it's like the barren, right. just corn-fed motherfuckers? Flat, it's flat as hell. It is just, um, yeah, it's just farms and, and wheat. Uh, it's the prairies, man. It's just flat prairies. I got offered a gig once in uh, Moose Jaw. That's Alberta. Moose Jaw's there. What's the one at Thunder Moose. Bay? That's in uh, Ontario. The fuck it. Uh, this, this, I'm, I was going to say in Saskatoon. Apparently, these cities I was offered in don't exist in Saskatoon. <laughs> no, no, no. Or Saskatoon is a city. Yeah, Saskatoon's a city in Saskatchewan. I feel like we're doing Abbott and Costello, but in Canadian <laughs> fucking terms right now. Who's in, who's in Saskatoon? <laughs> What's in Moose Jaw? Who's curling first? <laughs> is curling really popular? I guess so, man. I don't know. I guess I don't. I, it's people not people like me. go out and curl. People go out and curl. Yeah, my roommate right now, he's Canadian. He he used to curl as a kid. People watch it. It's never been a thing I've been into. I love. I watching. just got into hockey this year. Wow. I watched the Super Bowl with Nate. He had no clue what the fuck was going on. Passionate though. How passionate was are I? Are you are you are you a sports guy in general though? I like basketball and hockey. Football I find way too slow. I know that sounds stupid, really? but they just stop every two seconds, Have man. You tried baseball. Me- I like ba- I like baseball. And I like going. That's slow. not too no, slow. No, because going to baseball live is so much fun. It's a yeah. party. If you, hey man, you want to talk to your friend? Go ahead. You want to sing and dance? Cool. Or if you want to watch a game, you can do that too. I, lo- I love it. Yeah. One day uh, <laughs> last year, when uh, the hockey players were in strike, I just went up to Nate and I go, "Man, what's up with the hockey players? Is it gonna? Are they gonna get their shit together?" And he was like, I'm not that big of a hockey guy. And I realized what I did would be viewed racist if he wasn't a white kid. I went to a Canadian and just assumed all he's doing with his seconds is staring at the wire to see, have they made peace yet? Are we going to play hockey? He could care less. I I couldn't go up to a black guy during the NBA lockout. Man, do you think they're going to stop? What the fuck does that mean, man? (laughs) I couldn't do that shit. (laughs) Well, why wouldn't you? Say thank you. But, But guess who would? Hardcore liberals, not libertarians, hardcore liberals would be like, that's racist, that's right, horrible, white guilt that. and shit like that. Like, if I, guess what? If I went up to a Jamaican and talked track and field, they wouldn't mm-hmm. flinch. They'd be like, oh, yeah, man, we got Because that's the, what they do out there. Mm-hmm. They breed. Also, it's not runners. a big deal. Just be like, oh, no, I'm not a fan. Yeah. Yeah. What's up with you? Yeah, I wasn't offended that you asked <laughs> right. me. And I, like I said, I just got into hockey this year, and I think it's great. This year, I love a Canadian getting into hockey in America. In, in America in his 20s. Right? Yeah. Almost thirty. Sam Simpson's and Frazier and hockey all in one year. You guys got. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Just wait till you get into Canadian politics. He's going to be 40 <laughs> when he gets into Canada. Cana- he'll be probably in American politics by then. He'll be like a mayor of right. Nebraska. So oh, man. South be Dakota. I want, to, I want to run a city in South Dakota. And then, yeah, I'll finally start to care about what's going on mm-hmm. in Canada. I actually just heard that uh, 80% of the Canadian population lives within, like, 20 miles of the U.S. border. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. It's that's the, crazy. That's where the population is. The rest of it, I mean, there's obviously people up there, but... Yeah, you guys, I'm, dude, New York has half of the population of Canada. That's crazy. We have that's crazy. 34 million people. And what people don't realize, like you look at the map of Canada, you have provinces. Mm-hmm. That's your states. Mm-hmm. You also still have territory. Yeah. Right? A couple territories. The Northwest Territories. Yeah. That means what? no one really lives there. No. Wait, what's the difference? The, those are considered a province. The Northwest Territories is like a province. Okay. Yeah. But I thought, But there's cities and shit like that? Yeah, I don't even know what they'd be. I don't even know what's there. All right, here's the new game. We don't have our guest yet. Uh, Super Trip, do you think you could go downstairs, grab a random American off the streets, bring him up here, and we <laughs> what we will do is ask the American the same Canadian questions we're asking Nate and see if the Canadian knows more about Canada. No way. Or the American. I almost feel that we could, and I, I love you to death, but Why I feel like every I answer. Know? Why would I know? Okay, I get it. But you're like, from there, goddammit. I'm from the, Vegas. I'm not from the Northwest goddamn <laughs> but territories. You're, but you're here. They're a barren wasteland. Like, what's a, what's a, what's a, what's a city in the fucking... Ask me anything about America, and I'll do my best to can at you, least... Can you name all the capitals? Yes. Really? Close. Wow. Closest, not forty percent. No, no, forty out of fifty. <laughs> That's eighty percent. We have fifty states. You have like six provinces, and we I'm like thirteen. We have thirteen. Are you sure? I'm gonna yes, look you no, in I'm the fucking eyes. Like I'm hundred percent sure on that. Not including the capital, could you name a city in every state? Yes, really, without Maine. a question. Maine, uh, Banger, North Bangor. Dakota. Okay, go fuck yourself. Oh, Portland, Portland banger. assholes. Banger. The Portland. Canadian corrected Portland. you. Portland. Yeah, because Maine's almost part of Canada, the asshole. He <laughs> but should know calling it. a city banger? Like, for God's sake. <laughs> I mispronounce shit on purpose. It's my style. You banger. What about South Dakota? You got a city South there? South Dakota. That's a... Uh, Not capital. You got Fargo. <sighs> oh, is that where that North is? Dakota. No, that's North Dakota. Oh. Bismarck. Bismarck, South Dakota. Is that the capital? Oh, you're saying outside... I'm saying outside the capital. There's Bismarck. There's Billings. There's all this shit. I can give you Look a city in, in Yukon. But I mean, the Northwest Territory. Give me another one. What? Now I'm fired up. This is going to be compelling podcasting right now. We're just doing the states. Give me another one. Throw some states at Idaho. Idaho. Boise. I could have got Boise. I could have got Boise in a minute. Oh, you give me the I could have got Boise. <laughs> I could have. I'm the big shot now. I'm Mon- Johnny Geography. Montana. Montana. Butte. Mother, what? It's not fair Helena. you travel. Billings? Is Billings in Montana? I don't play the north fucking west. I don't fucking go up there. Is I, never, Bill- is Billings- I never was good enough to do triple runs. Is Billings a city in Montana? Yes? Yes. There you go. That's hey. all. That's all I need. Once again, Montana, which is just a pubic hair away from Canada. <laughs> I usually say cunt hair, but I'm trying to get our women listeners up here. I don't want to offend We're them. We're working on they it. They all just shut down right now. Give me, give we me one more. We uh, have Glacier National Park, Montana, Canada border. It's supposed to be beautiful, I've heard. Mm-hmm. Just saying. That should be a point of pride for you, hmm. that in Canada, <laughs> there's a lot of parts of Canada that are across from uh, American oh, like cities the, uh, and, Niagara, they're, and they're Falls. horrible. Yeah, Buffalo's the, my least favorite American city. I think it's the, one of the worst places ever. I really? walked a mile before a gig. Also, the Niagara Falls in Buffalo, the, your falls, what is, an ugly piece of garbage. Is the worst city. <laughs> it, but we have the good falls. Yeah. Like from America, you see them. You're like, oh, that's one of the wonders. You see the, the falls that are in Buffalo. It's like a little trickle. It's like a faucet. Well, that's what I'm saying because, uh, yeah, Niagara Falls, 
in New York looks like a demilitarized zone. I went there when I was like 10, and my grandfather is, like we're locking the doors, keep Korea. the windows up. I'm like, pops. I think my pops <laughs> farted on the way up there, and this is an old Italian farting, and so that's horrible. Yeah. And, and I want to, pops, how dare you? I want to put the window down. He's like, you keep these goddamn windows up. You know, the Do you know where we're I... at? Because, dude, the homeless, and they move around like zombies and yeah. shit, and they're always hustling, and there's violence. Buffalo, though. It's awful. But then you look across the falls, mm -hmm. and it almost looks like Shangri-La. Yep. It yep. looks like what they tell you in church heaven would be. Yeah. There's a big gate. It's right. just like the, there's these, the mist is different over there. Oh, it's there. great. The oh, and, and the there's, like there's like a rainbow. There's like a rainbow in it. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 24-7 rainbow there. It's pure, sure. it's pure paradise. <laughs> Anytime I've been to Buffalo, it's never been sunny. It's always dark and gray. The one thing I there's do like about Buffalo, why. though, <laughs> is that they take Canadian money without really? thinking about it. Yeah. Because it's right there. They, they, they deal with it. They know what's going on. They, they have to deal with it because <laughs> they don't have much of a uh, going on no, for we'll, themselves. We'll that yeah. city's falling apart. I did a gig there in May. And I like to sometimes take a walk before these gigs. This is when I was opening up with the block party with, the, with uh, Ronnie Munn from the Stern Show. Mm -hmm. And you get nervous because they're crazy crowds and you're playing like a theater. And I would take, a, I took a walk. I called my uncle. And I'm walking down Main Street for pro probably about a mile. Three, three places were still operating. I don't mean open at that time of night. Open in general. Everything the else Anchor was like foreclosed. We're on Main Street. It might have been Anchor Bar. We're yeah. on Main Street. And everything has yeah. gone out of business on Main fucking Street. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It almost well, looks dude, like a zombie apocalypse hit that fucking city. There's a street in Buffalo called Best Street. And when you walk down that, it's it is but. a gong show. Like, there's nothing on it. It's terrible. It's anything but. But every time I've been to Buffalo, I've always had fun shows. And their wings are amazing. Just the city itself looks, yeah. They really have the best wings? Those or wings are amazing. Yeah. I used to be super addicted to wings. And those ones are completely fantastic. I'm always I'm always suspicious if it's like Philly. You gotta have the cheesesteak. It's better mm -hmm. than ever. Is it just a thing you're doing because that's what people say? Do yeah. they have or do they have a? Secret I've had a lot of wings, there? man, and the Buffalo wings are really good at the Anchor Bar. They're crazy. I think they're usually good in those cities, but I think the opposite isn't as true. Like people will tell you you can't get a decent right. one of those in other cities. I hate to break it to people. I've had some all right tacos in New York City. I have. It could happen. Where? I'm the not trucks. telling you. I don't want to fucking fight you. The trucks are sometimes good. <laughs> Go to Corona Queens where there's the seven Mexicans that live in New York City are at. Corona mm -hmm. Queens. Like, there is. You can't. I've had decent pizza slices in the West Coast. It's still not as good. Like, the best slice in Vegas is not the, you know, the mediocre slice it's, in uh, New York. It's but, Lefty right. Goodman's pizzeria right. and mob dealing. Right. Bada bing, bada boom. You could get it at the mayor's mansion. <laughs> but... All right, so this is what we're going to do. We don't have our guests yet. He'll be here in a minute. We're going to take a break. And if he doesn't show up, we're going to do the first time ever. No guest, and we'll make it fucking happen. We will find a random American to go on a Canadian off with Nate McIntosh. We'll be back. This is Lust for Life. Blip, blip, bloop, blop, blop, blop. We are back with our phenomenal guest, ladies and gentlemen. I would say, ladies and gentlemen, there's not a single woman in the. There could be listening. Yeah, aren't you talking to listeners? Well, I was kind of like, look, well, I, yeah, probably, but I was looking at you guys. If I was talking about our listeners, it was like from deep inside. It was it was a subliminal. The listeners definitely thought you were talking to them, so it all made sense. Now they're probably not listening, especially that we probably clarified it for them. Well, we did clarify. <laughs> listeners and listeners. Why don't you just say that? What does that mean, listener and listeners? Instead like of one's gender, gentlemen. like one, one's. You could just say one listeners. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway, I'm just uh, you've missed the stare that I just gave fucking Nate Travis Irvine, ladies and gentlemen, who ran for office 
in his home state of Ohio as a libertarian, and we're intrigued by this. A lot of reasons. The main reason right now is good old Nate over here has no idea what the fuck a libertarian is. But I found out a little bit. I'm very, I'm super interested in what the, no, the, even the stuff I did find out. You're, I mean, you're in the majority of America right there, bro. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Most people don't know what a libertarian is. A lot of people think like when I was running, they they thought I was saying a uh, liber, uh, librarian party. The librarian, mm, like you guys yeah. just wanted to read books and put the de- yeah, yeah, yeah. decibel system. Right? Yeah, and, and tell like everybody, everywhere. shh, yeah. we're running. Shh. That would be the greatest political party ever. Like if they were in the uh, debates for they president, they would probably get shit done. If yeah, you think about it. Librarians are pretty hardcore. That's a government-funded operation. Um, <laughs> candidate from the librarian party, what yeah. is your thoughts on abortion? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's also stunning funny that sh- they stunning would answer. misread something to librarian. They clearly are not big readers, I would assume. <laughs> yeah, that's why we need the librarian party. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if anything gets accomplished during this uh, podcast, it will be that we're forming the librarian party. Yeah, that should we be a should. political party. We absolutely should. All right, so give everyone a background of yourself. Oof. Uh, like short version, long version? Let's go medium version. Medium version. Yeah, why not? Uh, born and raised in Ohio. What town? Columbus, Ohio. Okay. Capital of Ohio. We went through the capitals before. We were doing this before we <laughs> yeah. came here. Yes. Yeah. Great, uh, great town to be from. Uh, you know, glad I don't live there now, but, but sure. Proud to be from. That's where I started doing comedy. I started doing comedy at college at Ohio University. And then. Uh, why, why don't you want to be from there? I'm sorry, real quick. Why, why wouldn't you want to be from Columbus? No, what, I what said is, I'm glad to be from there, but I'm glad I don't live there. But, but why? What's not good about living out there? Uh, I'm just because I grew up there. I don't want to live there. Right okay. now. It's a great town. A great town for young people. The comedy scene has blown up the last like six years and it's yeah. been, like self built, kind of like you know New York and LA, kind of outside the clubs. We had like one club, Funny Bone. Yeah. And then I remember I got banned from there in December 2007 for making fun of the open mic uh, host. Yeah. And then. Um, and then what happened was everybody just kind of left. Everybody just left the funny bone in, in Columbus. Because Ohio. you got banned? No, I think it was. That's, that's that, political that, right yeah, there. That would yeah, be one of us is banned. Fuck you all. Yeah, we're man. all leaving. But here's my avails for October. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In, case, in case you guys clear shit. It just blows over. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, you grew up up there. I grew up there. Uh, started doing comedy there. And I pretty much started doing stand up like every single week. Like I tried it in college. Um, but then I started doing it every single week while I was running for mayor of my hometown, which was a suburb outside of Columbus. And, and that's and that was, the just right that there. That was 2007. That's how I got into so the whole politics. You ran for mayor. And now, 2000, you're a young dude now. Uh, yeah. How old uh, are you now? I just turned 30. You just turned 30. Yeah. So let's see. You were 24. And uh, you, yeah, I was you 20, ran for mayor. Yeah, 24 years old. And I had, uh, I had just gotten back from the, uh, the Bahamas. I like. Uh, what were you doing there? I was working there. I was like teaching there. Basically. You were a teacher. Yeah, I was a teacher in the Bahamas for like a year after college. So, so you graduated went- from college at Ohio, went to the Bahamas for a year, moved back to my hometown because uh, we were trying to make a movie in the Bahamas. Yeah. And we almost found a dude with half a million dollars at the Cannes Film Festival who's like, "I'm gonna fund your movie in the Bahamas." Huh. And uh, and then he like he hated the script, and I was the one who wrote the script. So I felt really bad. I just moved back home. I was feeling really shitty. Like I, I wasn't in the Bahamas anymore. I had these big goofy dreadlocks that I grew in the Bahamas. And then uh, I saw that the mayor wasn't running for re-election, and uh, so I went ahead and was like, all right, I'm gonna run for mayor. What? Why? Uh, the main reason was because my neighbors. Uh, we had a big issue with city hall and the, like the the local university. Was what like, was your issue? The the issue city was. Hall. 
I grew up across the street from a, a university which was in my hometown called Capital University. Oh, not the Ohio State? Not, not that the, pretentious this, this the bullshit? No, no. Okay. This was Capital University. Okay. It's, it's like a big law school in, in Columbus, Ohio. And um, basically they were expanding and they'd been expanding for years, but they were colluding with uh, the director of development of the city of Bexley. Right. So it was a big collusion thing. And uh, so they were buying up all my neighbors' homes. They rezoned the whole area, and they pissed all my neighbors off. I remember, like, a big town meeting where me and my neighbors, like, we all went there, like, you guys can't rezone our homes because they're just going to buy up our homes and knock down our homes, and college kids are going to move in. It's going to be crazy. Well, yeah, what are they going to do, make dorms out of it or more That's campus? exactly what happened. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is what's – because I'm a filmmaker, video guy, too. I made a documentary about it, and it's on Amazon.com. Uh, it's like a 40-minute documentary about this. So you can see it all there. They actually knocked down the house – all the houses right next door to my parents' house, yes. the house I grew up in, and they built a dorm. So, you know, when it f was first there, it was like a huge, you know, it's a huge deal in the neighborhood. It's like they're knocking down all these houses that have been there for years, and they just built this giant dorm and a bunch of college kids moved in. Really pissed off the neighbors. So that was my issue. That was my issue was standing up for this little southwest corner of my town that had no representation in City Hall. So you come back from the Bahamas. You, mm -hmm. you got... Dreadlocks. Dreadlocks. Big, dumb dreadlocks. You're looking like kind of grimy. Like a real piece of shit. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And so uh, everyone in your neighborhood, now there's there's obviously people older than you. Yeah. And they look at you as you're going to be our voice, this 24-year-old kid who looks like he probably played fiddle for Dave Matthews. Yeah. Is now going to represent us. Yes. So this wasn't a joke. You really were up for the fucking job. I was you really wanted up. this job, and yeah. all the people in your neighborhood wanted you to get this job. Yeah. I mean, if you check out the documentary, you'll see, like, when I first started, I had my dreadlocks. I was doing it kind of in a jokey way. And then somewhere along the way, I realized it was about Labor Day when I realized, all right, you know, I got to do this for real if I'm really going to represent these people. So got a haircut, cleaned up, started learning about city government, and then I go on, and you see in the documentary, I go on and – because I was a comedian as well, I, I crush. I don't want to say, I mean, you know, I don't want to, like, talk myself up. But I crush this debate between all eight candidates at the local, at the library. So the librarian made, party. Uh, we had a huge librarian, librarian party, party. And I fucking crushed it. And uh, and that was when people were like, oh, hey, this Travis Irvine kid, he's, he's, you know, I wasn't a dumb kid. I just looked like a dumb kid. I was like a 4.0 student and all that good stuff. So, But at first when you started, pe did people actually want you to kind of run for mayor or you were just like, I'm going to do this and then people got behind you? Uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this and people got behind me. That's wow. Yeah, it started from me basically seeing that newspaper article where the mayor wasn't running. I was like, all right. I'm, I'm going to do it. Besides wow. the, the rezoning stuff, was mm -hmm. there anything else on your platform? Yeah. Well, yeah. Once we – that was the that was what got me into it. And then once we got into it, I was actually – I was talking about like – what was it? So it was 2007. So green, you know, going green was like really Huge. big in America at the time. So I was like, yo, the city's got to go more green. And what ended up happening, I was the first one to talk about it, and they actually built a new police station that was eco-friendly. It's like mm. lead certified wow. and everything as a green building. I was the first dude to talk about it. And then everyone else was like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. So, you know, I don't want to take, like, credit for it because I didn't, like, make it happen. But I was, like, I was like you know, introducing new issues that are, like, on the same page that people, what people were thinking. But I think overall people wished I had more experience. And, um, you know, not to spoil the movie, but I only got 5% uh, of the vote. But I got sixth place, and I beat, uh, I beat the gay guy and the high school kid. 
You beat the gay guy. In well, the, in, in Columbus, Ohio, of course you're going to beat the Who gay guy. Who was running in at a high school? Right. How yeah, is that allowed? Another young yeah. guy running? Yeah, What's that going was the on? thing. So I, I thought I was the only young guy, and then uh, some high school kid, senior, senior in high school, announced that he was going to run too. They, there's not like eight people <laughs> so in politics that wanted to run. I don't know what it was. So here's here are the eight candidates. We had the dude who ended up winning. He ran for mayor. And what was like, his? Yeah, so, what was okay, his go history. ahead. Yeah, his yeah. He ran for mayor like ten years before. He okay. used to be on city council. Everyone in the town loves him. But Democrat or Republican? It didn't matter. We were nonpartisan, nonpartisan race. So wait a minute. Small no town, one, fourteen thousand people. No one declares that. Right. No one declares. But you do have like the You're, local county Democratic Party endorsing people. And who like that. who endorsed this gentleman? Uh, nobody endorsed this dude, but he did end up winning. Just because he he'd been in the, around the community for years, and he ran for mayor like twelve years before against the old mayor, and he like barely lost, mm-hmm. and it was like a big deal. And then um, so he ran again, and he won. And then the dude uh, got second place was the city council president. He got endorsed by the Republicans, and he was kind of a douchebag. A lot of people were like, "Well, this guy's kind of cold, too cold for Bexley." You know? That's why he was was viewed as a douchebag because it's just coldness. He's just like yeah, he's just very cold. Uh, in demeanor game. Yeah demeanor He's the lawyer And stuff like that Isn't it crazy How that really is How we factor in our, Who we vote for For a local election Yeah, yeah. They Even want, national you know, they want, I'd sure. say even national oh, yeah, yeah, A lot yeah, of yeah, times yeah, yeah. yeah Did you rather Hang out Would you rather hang out oh, well, With Romney yeah. Yeah, Or sense. Obama It's a little bit of a Popularity contest It comes to down to that Yeah yeah of course But well, also that These are our leaders They need to lead us it's And I agree be with someone that we can It's gotta get be likable person right. Yeah That's yeah, right. part of the job description The whole yeah, thing yeah. Uh, Dude you wanna have a beer with It really is Cause yeah, he is yeah, a people yeah. person And he all he does Is talk to people right. He's gotta be <laughs> So yeah And sure. Romney was Mormon Ain't no beer going on there Motherfucker That's true That's true Obama No chance So but how How do you How do you Like what's the process Of even starting to run for mayor Because again I think it's amazing that like there was a high school kid right. yeah. that wanted to do it as well, and they were just like, "Yeah, go ahead." Well, like, yeah. well, how do you even start that? Yeah, no, the qualifications aren't aren't many. It's basically you got to be eighteen. You have to have lived in, and again, this varies per county, per state. Yes. So this is Franklin County, uh, Ohio. All right, that's this is the rules there, and this is the rules for Bexley. It was uh, eighteen years old, lived in the city for over thirty days at the same address. That's it. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thirty same days. Same address, and then and then you got to collect one hundred and fifty signatures. One hundred fifty. Yeah, of registered voters. In you could Bexley. do that one night in a bar. How yeah. quickly did you yeah. get that handle? <laughs> you, we we got that handle in like a week. So and if we you just get people to fall in love with you. Yeah, we got yeah, like exactly. two hundred and eighty signatures just to be safe because you want to like yes. turn the extras to be safe. What's crazy about that is that it took one hundred fifty signatures to run for mayor of Bexley, but it only took twenty five signatures. To run for U.S. Congress when I did that with the Libertarians. Wow. Yeah. So and we'll get it, to that in a minute. Yeah. So, and it's it's weird per state. You know, some states it's like ten thousand. You know, it's like and you got to pay like so, six hundred dollars. So with something. this, like, I'm not I'm not even American. I'm Canadian. So Oof. if I lived in Ohio for thirty days. No, because you're not a U.S. citizen. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, Damn. you got stopped right. Jeez, right dead on Christ. there, buddy. I get all the way there. I'm, I'm like, sorry. I've been living yeah. here for thirty one. Sorry, I, I thought that, that was an assumed <laughs> qualification right. that you have to be from the country. <laughs> Let's be honest. We, we basically just got to this earlier, Travis. Okay. They're the 51st state. That, that joke Canada. is true. Sure. The CBC and CTV get no ratings. Everyone's mm-hmm. watching Fox, even the shitty shows. Oh, really? Yes. I love Canada. I, I, Canada is like a European United States, just a slightly more European. It's still like a bunch of hillbillies and everything up there. It's got the same like mix up. Don't know? let Montreal hear that shit. Though. Hey. No, of course not. But, you know, like out in the boonies, like out in the country, you guys have. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 100%. Yeah. And apparently they. But we would just say it the other way. It'd be like America's like a 
Canadian or like an angrier Canada. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, like yeah. an angry. Yeah. We yeah. are an yeah. angrier Canada. <laughs> <laughs> we get, ah, oh, social medicine. Ah. But Montreal gets pretty angry for some reason. Well, everybody gets angry, but you know what I mean. But that, they're no, fired. They're the, the fuck up. They're the fiery ones. With Did their they, Quebec, they Quebec gets Quebec gets fired up. Yeah. Did What's they that? Try leaving Canada. Quebec. Yeah. They, yeah, they missed it by two, like two votes, and the irony is they would have been their own country. They wouldn't have been Canada anymore. Hockey team in Montreal happens to be called the Canadians. Yeah, 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 yeah. It would be great. We're the Montreal anti-Canadians now. <laughs> Go fuck yourselves, hosers. Do, you guys, do they say hosers? They probably don't. They're above that no, shit. No, they no, no, no. probably speak in French. Okay, so sorry, I couldn't do it anyway. That makes sense. But just 30, if you're an American, you live in Ohio, like you don't have to be from Ohio. You live in Ohio for 30, or this county for 30 days. Right, you don't have get to 100. be, yeah, you don't have to be from. That's uh, amazing. Any, like, you have to have an address there for 30 days. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And that's and I actually went and talked to the old mayor to to find that out. The the guy who was mayor for like thirty two years, he was he actually was the one who performed like my parents like uh, service their marriage. Yes, um, he was a minister or just because well, he was he's just the mayor. Justice. Yeah, okay. yeah, the mayor can do that. And uh, <laughs> so uh, wow. so yeah, he was he was mayor. Wait, of America just <laughs> marry people. Separation of church. Yeah, and you state, got right? you have <laughs> well, justice of peace though. You have power of the state. That's what you have. The you know when they say that by the power invested in me by the state of Ohio. I now pronounce you man or wife. This would be a great uh, little indie film. A guy yeah. becomes a mayor of like a small town in America. Just to just, wed people? Just so we can make Some, that extra money sure. on the weekends. Some people, people do. A lot of mayors do that. A lot of mayors definitely do that. The mayor of Bexley now, the current mayor, is like, yeah, I love doing it. And uh, yeah. How long, how, long is this, um, how long is the mayoral race? Like how long is this run? Usually people care from 4th of July to uh, Election Day, okay. which is the first Tuesday of November here mm-hmm. in America. And uh, yeah, so that's about 20 weeks. Yeah. And that's so, one. Is there how many debates are in there? One? We had in that time, um, I think we had, I want to say, four or five debates. That's we, amazing. Yeah. We had uh, the big one, though, was the library one. That was the biggest one. That was the videotaped one. It was recorded. It was aired on like local <laughs> stations and everything, local radio. So that was the big one to crush, and that's that was. Did you crush the other ones though, also? Yeah, the other ones. Well, what was funny is that the dude actually won. Like every time I said something funny, then he would one up it with something even funnier. And what dude is this? The guy ended up winning? Yeah, John Brennan, who sadly just passed away last January. Like we we were buddies. Yeah. I'd go to city hall and we'd talk for like an hour, and he'd just tell me what's going on in the city. Like I think he really wanted me to stay in the hometown and like actually do like run for city council or something. But he just died last year of cancer, which is kind of sad. Did he do anything about these zoning laws? He did, yeah. What's nice is that, you know, that's local government. That's where I, st- like, believe in democracy. You know, like, libertarians are pretty skeptical about government and stuff like that. Local government is a place where it's like, you walk downtown and you make an intelligent case to these people who are sitting there, who you elected by, like, 200 votes or whatever. Uh, you know, if you if you make your case, they will listen. And that's definitely what happened. I mean, my mom got put on um, the zoning committee. Wow. She got put on the, the committee, so just and then another neighbor did too, just so they'd have like voices from our section of town, and even that was like nice enough. Now, if you didn't run, do you think that home dude would have still done that? Do you think yeah. just you running? Yeah, because the perception in Bexley as a whole was that all these this rezoning it was called the Southwest Master Plan. Okay, that's what City Council call it, and that's what all this rezoning came from. And Capital University is going to expand. We're going to be build baseball fields, and then like you know, nobody was looking at it from our perspective. It was like, hey, my house is where that baseball field is. That's where I, I grew up, right there, where you guys want to put up a baseball field for your shitty university baseball team, you know? So, fuck the Crusaders. <laughs> Here's my question: If if it would have been Ohio State across the street 
Oh, let him on in. Let him on <laughs> in. That's my question. What do you guys got? That million, runs the whole state. $2 million for this piece of shit? Yeah, go ahead. That would have happened, right? Uh, maybe. I don't know. We, we were pretty upset about it, you know? There was a lot of neighbors who were just like, what the fuck's going on here? You're city hall, and you're approving these zoning and all these new plans, and you're completely forgetting that, that my house is right there. Yeah. My house is right there right now, and you're saying in 20 years you want it to be gone? Oh, okay, cool. Thanks. Thanks. I'm glad I moved here. Yeah. yeah. And I see that, but I, I do think the world does work different and if it would have been like a bigger university like it's one thing like if you live in nebraska and nebraska community college wants to bulldoze your your house and build stupid like you know campus stuff there yeah. oh we need a new student union yeah people would be like fuck you and they would fight and be a big big cause but at the university of nebraska which generates millions for that state and has they'll donate their house yes <laughs> i'll work in a t-shirt kiosk yeah. yeah we we need somewhere else for our football players to rest right. yeah, yeah. yeah 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 bulldoze that shit here i just yeah. feel like that sure no that's that's definitely possible and, and in a place is... like ohio where i mean everywhere where, in ohio, yeah. people just bleed the buckeyes oh sure yeah no it, Different family, different situation, different university, probably. And I will note that Capital University, as soon as like we fought that thing and like we, you know, the guy I knew won the election, everything, it actually came out that Capital University was out of money. They they couldn't expand anymore anyway. They were mm. they had been oh, wow. they had been basically led astray by the the director of development who's colluding with the dude at Capital who's colluding with the developer, and they were just in it for themselves. And it should have been a big uh, big controversy, but it wasn't. I'm the only guy who still talks about it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fascinating. Yeah. Because, I mean, see, this is an example of where America does work, man. Is, you know, Yeah, that's my thing. And libertarians are really skeptical, and I am too, about the federal government. We can talk about that next. You know, The federal government here in America is nothing like the federal government in Canada. But local government, I'm all for it. I love that shit. You know, it's like uh, even in Ohio, we had a small town. It's like, uh, the mayor and the state like putting cameras on all the the red lights. Yeah, and people led a public petition where they're like, "No, we don't want these cameras on here." It's and it changed it. It's expensive, and yeah, and so they they just you know then they didn't pay for it. They didn't uh, go up. So they saved the day. So you run that. with specific yeah. things, and then isn't that great? Good. It's inspiring. It is. Yeah, because what people don't hear that also doesn't happen in New York. No, it won't happen in New York. No, not sure. outside of New York. And, that, and that's for the very simple reason. And this is another libertarian stance on democracy. Uh, republics and things like that is that uh, you know the it's a very simple concept the bigger a representative democracy is the less representative it becomes meaning you know right well just percentages exactly your, just your percent just sheer numbers yeah right. in a local town of 600 people 300 people want this uh, you know 300 well let's say 301 people want it 299 don't yes. then you just have 299 people who are pissed mm -hmm. I mean it's probably about a really small thing like recycling or whatever <laughs> Take it to the national level. You have what 151 million people who are pissed, or right. 140. Split it right down the middle. Yeah, and then and then you know, that's fucking a lot more people than mm -hmm. than it would. So that's why libertarians are of the stance that federal government shouldn't deal with certain things, and that's why they keep going back to the Tenth Amendment and the Constitution, Bill of Rights. They're like anything that's not handled by the federal government should states. just be left up to the states, which of course got us in trouble with the the racism stuff down in the south. Right. And that's Certainly. where well, but, but anyway, even you're saying uh, states could be too many people also percent, yeah. percentage wise. Like what do you think is a good uh, ratio for leader to that's civilians? Great, I mean I mean look at Canada. I mean look Canada's got enough money to cover everybody's health care. How many what's the population in Canada? Thirty million? It's like thirty three or thirty four. Yeah. So I feel like that right there is probably a sustainable amount of people to one. for for a state 
conceivably to to you know do something good for all the people in mm-hmm. the state or in the, but in the country. Wh- but any bigger than that, I don't know. The federal government in, in America is a mess. Do I mean, think, we got a. Do you think that if we took Canada's system and just plugged it into the, the parliament US, system? That's a work. great question because even England's like 60 million people. And I guess you could say they still manage to cover most people. I mean, I guess they get a lot of complaints about the health care, but whatever. They're the richest country in the world. I mean, England's got a lot of things going on for them. And they run the same system Canada does. It's the parliament system. So you don't just have Republicans, Democrats, or conservatives and, and labor. You got you know the liberal Democrats. You got... Uh, British, you got a bunch of political parties, and then they all get like two seats or like five seats mm-hmm. in the in the House of Parliament. And so then I don't know how it works from there, but the and don't look at Nate because he doesn't either. No, I know oh, a little okay. bit. I know oh, okay. a little, a tiny bit. But here's That's the thing: thing. what's I, funny is when I when like when you live there, it, yeah, there's certain things that affect you. Like again, I voted against the conservative dude because that was going to affect some things, right? But before that, it's just kind of like, well, whatever. Whoever's in there, we still kind of have health care. And also before that, I was too young to even really deal with it. You know what I mean? Sure. So you didn't care. It's not that I didn't care, but I mean, you didn't have I, to care. I, yeah, what am I going to do? You didn't have yeah. to care. I'm 15. Canada's, I got Grand Theft Auto Three. Like, Canada's what am I supposed great. to do? Yeah. Well, you, you need to care because maybe there was someone running on the... the well, uh, you're in schools and they teach you, hey, this is what our system is? Oh, yeah, but I mean, they teach you at a, a point. I mean, even like, Australia is a better system than America. Well, that's all. those are all Commonwealth, right? Yeah, like, yeah they're all Commonwealth. Yeah. New Zealand. But they're all smaller. You bring up a great point. They're right? all smaller. Smaller population. Here's not the problem with America. Also very much uh, homogeneous, I want to say. Same people. Kind of. It's same Ameri- types of people? Same or? types of people oh, with sure. kind of same backgrounds that America really doesn't have. Uh yeah, that's true. Although I'd say London is the most international city that I've ever been to. Way right, more international than whole, New York. But England as a whole, it's yeah, sure, mostly sure. the same people. You the problem your, with America your hobbits. is right. what yeah. also is what makes it great. The fifty states. The fifty states could all be pretty much Their separate own. countries. Yeah, they are. Maybe you know, the Dakotas, yeah, it could be one. Texas Carolinas. and Oklahoma you could put together and stuff yeah. like that. But there's at least third let's just say this, at least thirty five legitimate potential countries in America Mm -hmm. and the diversity of people coming from everywhere else and the population, the fact that initially in our heyday, quote unquote, heyday, we took everyone. Come on from any country. Come here. You got opportunity. Well, now that's really hard to fucking govern. Like you're saying, yeah, we have so many bodies and it's hard to provide for everyone. It's easier. Everyone, I hear everyone talking about how great Scandinavia is and shit like that. What's the population of those countries? Yeah. Like six million? So it's easy to and give them all, five months the of same. fucking vacation. And everyone basically wants yes. the same thing and has the same background and religion and ethnicity and roughly. So you don't have racial tension because everyone's fucking blonde hair, blue eyes and shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Everyone looks the fucking same. But right. if everybody wants the same thing as Scandinavia, wouldn't there still be in America there's only like four types of people? Kind of the four parties or whatever thoughts of mine that that kind of fit into. What do you mean thoughts of mine? Like the political well, if parties? Scandinavia is kind of like oh, you know, six million people that all kind of want the same thing, then wouldn't America's more? But isn't there still like only four or five kind of parties and stuff that the way people think, like Republican, Democrat? Like I mean, don't people fall into those types of? No, you know what I mean? they they fall into them because we don't have legitimate options. Like libertarian is an option, but if you have aspirations of really right. doing things federally. And, and for the most part, even locally, like if you wanted to run, how many libertarians have gotten seats in Congress or in the Senate in the last 50 years? Oh, you I could think, count them on, on, on probably one of my hands, maybe two. No, probably less. I yes. think it's zero. I, I think the, the highest uh, office we've ever taken was state representative in Georgia. In our, in really? our 30-year 
40 year history. The Libertarian Party has been around since 1971 and they got an electoral vote in 1972 by a dude who defected from the Republicans. Yes. He voted Libertarian. Um, and then beyond that, I'm pretty sure just that state representative in Georgia. But don't hold me to it. I'm sure there's some libertarian. But they're they're mainly elected to local offices. Libertarian yeah. party. That's their but bread like and butter. Like city council, city council, some mayors, county townships. Yes. Some a lot of judge uh, positions. Like in Texas, there's a bunch of libertarians elected in Texas. Just so I know more, like get more of a definition. Like what is like what are the uh, libertarian beliefs or you know Republicans sure. who watch porn. That's that's what Trump being so <laughs> common said a long and time ago. And smoke mad weed. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Um, no. All right. I'll, I'll try to do this. Uh, somewhat seriously basically libertarians i think they get the bag of being more conservative republicans but that's not it no um, no, no they're, they're really very, not at all they're very anti-statist meaning they just want uh, things to be left up to people instead of government so when you have a choice of um uh you know should the government control recycling or should there just be a people run program for recycling the libertarians would choose the recycling program on a federal level the Libertarian Party believes in like uh, things like uh, no aggression. So they're a pro-peace party. Get the troops out of Iraq. No wars unless, of course, we're attacked. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very pro-civil liberties. So like Edward Snowden is actually a libertarian. Um, you know, they think, you know, they're very strong constitutionalists. That's like, you know, their thing is uh, you got the 10 Bill of Rights. They were put there for a reason. We got to respect them. So, you know. Uh, libertarians respect the Constitution, but they also are like socially liberal. So, like gay marriage, we don't care if the government's involved in marriage at all. Why is it involved? So, just let people get married. You know, um, uh, pro they are anti drug war. So we're pro like medical marijuana or the states regulating marijuana how they see fit, uh, and also dealing with drugs as a whole, not in like a legal structure, but in like a health structure, basically. What do you mean in a health structure? Well, that's where libertarians. A lot of them, they're like. They want all drugs to be legalized, and that everything, and that just, heroin, everything, opium. But what that means is that not necessarily saying, "Oh, here, heroin's good for you. Let's give it to everybody." No, you still regulate it, but it's just no longer in this black market where it is now, where you have a bunch of criminals running the heroin market. Somebody told I read this article actually that said that Amsterdam, like people think that people in Amsterdam are just smoking weed all the time because it's legal there. People kind of yeah. do it less than other places. Yeah, because it's more regulated. Yeah, and, and Portugal is actually an example of they legalized all drugs, and at first it went horribly. But eventually it got better. Because, yeah, you just go crazy. It's they, like being here, 21 here. Yeah, all the money they're investing in incarcerating, put these people in prison and running them through the legal system, which we're doing in America, and it costs hundreds of billions of dollars, uh, they instead started putting that money into health clinics. And so addicts, there's always 15% of the population that is made up of addicts. And you're not going to get rid of That was the way it was in the 1930s when alcohol, when they were saying the same thing about alcohol, and that's the way it is now. There's always 15% of the population. So just invest that money and uh, into like health clinics and, th- and health programs and education programs for drug prevention, regulate the drugs, and then you see a use and abuse goes mm-hmm. way down. Because also you're never going to stop people from wanting to get high, to exactly. legal or not legal. It's yeah, not gonna... you're not. It's not going. It's, and that's the same way with uh, abortions. Uh, the libertarians' official stance on abortions is: if you make them illegal, they're not going to go away. That's why it's got to be a decision between a doctor, a woman, and her doctor, and yeah. that's it. And you can't. And that's where a lot of libertarians fight because, like Ron Paul, is very anti-abortion. But at the same time, Ron Paul's never actually passed legislation in Congress to limit abortion because he doesn't think the federal government should deal with it. He thinks that's another thing that should be left. To you the could States. run for anything right now. You've got my fucking vote. <laughs> I'm just I have nothing but faith in you with Paul. You have a new job. You are. <laughs> You're a guest today. 
in the future, political cor- correspondent for Lust for Life. Oh, yo. You're I, hired. I, I'm I mean, down. we're not paying. I am totally you're down. You're All down. right. You paying weed? <laughs> well, that, you would be paying in weed, sure. but okay. not, not yes. us. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Well, here's a, here's a question I have. Do people oh, people don't tend to always choose what's best for them. Mm-hmm. So at what point do do they need a higher organization stepping yeah. in? And that's where, like, me and my liberal friends, like, because they're very much like, you know, libertarianism is very optimistic. It was like, yeah. oh, people will take care of this. We are good people. We will take care of it. They won't screw over the system. You don't need regulations because everybody's going to act. And then that ends up not being true. And all right. my Democrat friends are like, yeah, but people are shitty. Right. And so we need some kind of regulation or authority. And that's, uh, I'd say libertarians do believe in that, but they just obviously want to limit it as much as possible to the, to the points where you actually do need it. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of instances, and I think we'd all agree, where government does stuff and it's like, you guys didn't have to do that. Right. You know, like uh, from finding a guy for filling his own pothole in the street, yeah. you know, sometimes they find people to, for doing it. It's like, why right. Why would you do yeah, that? I just saw a guy collecting yeah. rainwater. Yeah. At a huge fund. And I would say the drug war is another example. Why are you? Why is Eric Holder and the DEA raiding uh, dispensaries in California that have been approved by the voters and the state. We're talking specifically marijuana, not We're just talk- drugs. Right, case. marijuana, specifically marijuana. Right. And, and it's a, uh, the medical marijuana issue is fascinating from like a libertarian standpoint, states' rights standpoint, because it's, it's the federal, federal government's doing exactly the opposite of what it did during the civil rights era. The civil rights era went in the states, it was like, hey, you can't, uh, you're 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 blocking these people's rights. You're doing the wrong thing. We're the federal government. We're going to step in. That was the right thing. Now they're doing exactly the opposite. California said, "Hey, we have the right to smoke weed if you're sick, right? Or if your doctor says you can." And then the federal government is coming in and saying, "No, no, you can't." Hmm. What was your whole? I mean, you you ran for mayor, obviously. Uh, yeah. And what what was the? You you said you also ran on a libertarian. Uh, did you say federally earlier? Yeah, for U.S. Congress. That and was the libertarian. Race, and that's and the one that took 25 signatures to get on the ballot. Uh-huh. And the reason I ran with the Libertarians, I'm, you know, I'm really kind of more of an independent. Uh, if the Green Party had had their shit together in Ohio, uh, I probably would have ran with them because the Green Party and Libertarians actually agree on a lot of stuff. Very close. Yeah, a lot of stuff. It's just the economic stuff they disagree with about, and uh, it's dumb that they do disagree about it. But um, yeah, so the Libertarian Party had sued the Secretary of State of Ohio. For equal ballot access, so that's why it only took me 25 signatures to get on the ballot, and it was a no-brainer. I was like, "Oh, I can get, you know, 50 signatures in a, in a night." So that's what I did, and I ran for U.S. Congress. And you ran for wow. Congress? Why? Because you saw you felt good running for mayor, and you saw what could happen. Yeah, throwing in a wild card. Yeah, yeah. The mayor experience was positive, and then in 2008, when I moved to New York. Yeah. Um, well, first I moved to D.C. and I had an internship with Chuck Schumer. Uh, yes. On Capitol Hill. That's Amy's but, uncle, right? Yeah, yeah, Amy's uncle, old Uncle Chuck. And uh, so that was like education, like federal government and stuff. And then I moved to New York, and um, I was like just keeping track of the, the Congress race back in my home, count, yeah. home whatever. Um, and, uh, yeah, they had a libertarian dude running, and they, he was on this TV debate, this televised debate, and he was really, really bad. He was acting a fool? Yeah, he just like was like swaying, and like he didn't know what to say, and I was just like... Swaying, like he was stuttering and shit? Yeah, not stuttering, but just like he wasn't, he wasn't good. <laughs> and so I had to like go on there, and, and I wrote them an email, and I was like, yo, if you guys need somebody who can at least like talk on TV, run me in 2010. Wow. And they were like, Think okay. about that. That's so interesting. Remember yeah. that 24-year-old dreadlocked kid who, who uh, <laughs> finished sixth? Yeah, in the mayor race get, outside get of him. Columbus, get him. Uh, I'm better than that 
fucking chucharoon. Yeah, yeah. I live in New York now and D.C., but I'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. So you go back there. Yeah. Well, you move back just so you can run. No, check it out. I actually left it completely up to fate, and fate kicked in. I drew gridlock, uh, Drew gridlocks? Oh, boy. <laughs> Smoked a lot of weed back in the day. <laughs> Not today, obviously. <laughs> Not today, that, that That's from 2009. Catching up flashbacks. Um, so anyway, yeah, I, I had dreadlocks again, um, and I was living in New York again, and I went and got my signatures to get on the ballot. And what happened was another libertarian dude got signatures to get on the ballot too. So we actually had to run against each other in a primary, the first libertarian primary in the history of Ohio. Ever. Ever. And uh, I like to say... I beat the shit out of Eddie Florek. What's up, Eddie? Whoa. You still got nothing. <laughs> 600 votes to like 400 votes. Something well, that's like that. pretty decent. That's wow. Bad, that's 60%? Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. So I won that in May, and then I got fired from my job here in New York uh, the same month for making uh, comedy videos in Nigeria that uh, made fun of the president of Nigeria who's in a coma. While, while you were in Nigeria? Yeah, while I was in Nigeria. And they were like, they got pissed about that. So it all just kind of lined up. Got fired. What was going on in Nigeria? You're the most edgiest motherfucker uh, yeah. I've yeah. ever well, met. You're yeah. a political <laughs> muckraker <laughs> yeah. in a thousand places. What were you places. doing in, Niger- in Nigeria? I was uh, I was working for the New York Film Academy. I was teaching like film editing, yeah. video editing. And uh, and then in my spare time, I was making this, com- I wanted to make like a variety show in Nigeria called The Nigeria Show. And uh, first episode went great. Everybody loved it. And then the second episode went up. And somebody like told my New York Film Academy bosses in Los Angeles that I was going to get everybody killed with these videos because I was making fun of the president of Nigeria who was in a coma. And, uh, well, he couldn't see it. Right. That was no my harm, whole no foul. thing. He, he, that was he, he doesn't even have YouTube. Uh, so, and it was, I, I thought it was fine, but then uh, they brought me, they wanted to kick me out of Nigeria. They were like, send him home. And then all my bosses were like, no, we, we, we got, don't want him. We don't have enough, <laughs> we don't have enough people uh, right now. Anyway, so it's like, they were they were pissed. Everybody was pissed. And I got to stay in Nigeria, but then when I got back to New York, they were like, I remember the boss, Jerry Sherlock of New York Film Academy, he was like, why why did you think it would be funny to make fun of their president? And then I was just like, because uh, I can. Because I can, bro. So you, you, got, you, got, you almost got booted out of uh, the Film Academy in Nigeria. Yeah, I'd say I did get booted out. Of the okay, you film got booted academy. out. You got okay, but so not Nigeria. Think not about Nigeria. that. You, you get yo, it's crazy. Here's the thing. You, you stay and then in get Nigeria. into the politics. You That's get thrown out of something. You get fired. Yeah, exactly. You're not good enough for this uh, yeah. university. This but I'm running. You're good enough to, to run, run for, for the Congress. state of fucking Ohio. Yeah. It's amazing. I, this is like one of those spam emails you get. Like I just got kicked out of Nigeria and I yeah. need signatures to run for Congress. Oh, that's yeah, a Kickstarter yeah, yeah. now. That's yeah, a Kickstarter. Dear friend, dear friend, just email me back four million dollars. If you win, if you win the Intercontinental Championship, you'll. You're like Jesse Ventura. You're like you're almost there. Right. You yeah. almost have as many stories. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, this okay. is so. Did great. you ever think that maybe I, I don't know you very well, but you're not necessarily qualified for this position? What do you have history in, like money management? For, or, what do you or mean? For what? What were you running for? U.S. Congress. For Congress. Yeah. Yeah. Oh sure. I mean qualifications for that. Yeah. Position? No. Look, that's one of the things. Is like, and I'm actually like, hopefully, gonna be like working on a book about this pretty soon. It's about third political parties in America, and the main thing, you know, Nader, Ross Perot, Gary Johnson, all these people, um, with the exception of Bloomberg, because he's got a bunch of money. Um, you know, a, a lot of these guys know when you run as a third party, you're just a message candidate. You know, when I ran for mayor of my hometown, I was just trying to spread the message of my neighbors. And it worked. 
And then when I ran for Congress, I was like making videos, making fun of my Republican opponent, making fun of my Democrat opponent. You know, that was what was fun is like the Republicans would come up to us and be like, hey, man, I loved your video on the Democrat yeah. lady, man. That was great. And then the Democrats would come up to us and be like, man, I loved your video about the Republican guy, man. That was great. So we just kind of made a splash like that, made fun of both of them. And I don't know. I'd say we at least kept them both a little honest. Well, you had nothing to lose. That's the beauty of it, I had it, nothing right? to lose. Absolutely. You're kind of playing with house money. You're already, yeah, you already have lost. You're not going to win. So you can kind of be the truth candidate. You can sit in between the Republican and right. Democrat at the debates, which I did. And I was both. just like, yeah, and I was just like, boy, look at these two knuckleheads. So that know? was <laughs> the point? Like, I mean, you went in knowing that you weren't or believing you weren't going to win, sure. so you were just doing that? You always got to work. To, to try and win, you know, the Libertarians, like, really, we just want to get, like, double digits, you know, that's like, man, if I can get 10%. And what'd you end up getting? I got 3% in that race. But that's usually that's what happens in those national yeah. races. Right, or, and sometimes it costs, like, the, Repo the Republican or the Democrat the election. Sometimes it's like, all right, I got 3%, but that's, you know, the Republican only got Who won? 52%. The Republican won uh, by a lot. He won, like, 56% to, like, 40 one percent, and then I got three percent. Were you able to cause a splash with the with the issues this time? Um, I don't know, cause two thousand ten was like a big. That was the Tea Party year, so everything yes. the Libertarians were saying about like fiscal conservatism and stuff, the Tea Party was saying as well. But they were all co opted by the Koch brothers and the neocons and all that shit. So. I don't know. I don't know. To be honest, I, I don't the, the Libertarians seem to be on the same page as the Tea Party, so I, I think all candidates who ran on that kind of message, maybe we made a splash. Mm. But I, I can't say for my hometown if I made a splash. Or not. And what way, and was it the same? Ex obviously not the zoning at that point. So what, what ended up being your platform, just the general Libertarian platform? I think the main thing that year was— uh, Nothing specific? No, it, it was a couple of things. It was— um, I mean, I think the main thing I was running on was like, here, I'm a, I'm a 27 year old. I was 27 at the time. And, uh, and this debt, I think I talked a lot about the debt, the $16 trillion debt of the United States of America, the federal government. And the Tea Party was talking about that too. So I was mainly actually talking about that. I think that was my biggest thing. But I, I don't know. There's a bunch of other stuff. You know, we were basically saying, look, I'm fiscally conservative, socially liberal. That was yes. like our big thing. It was like, I don't care if you smoke weed or if you're gay, but hey, government, don't spend too much of my money because you're putting my generation in debt that I can't get but, out but of. But this is what's crazy. So that's like just a subculture, right? Libertarian, there's not that many. It's a small party. It's like you're saying more the message party yeah. when they run. Don't you find that there's more than 3% of people you meet who have that that stance yeah. that but they I'm don't fiscally vote. conservative, yeah. but, but I'm socially liberal. That's how I consider myself. And I, I meet people all the time, and it seems like yeah. that's the majority. If you take 10 people randomly, it almost seems, and I could be wrong. I'm not a statistician. I can barely speak English, as you can tell, because I don't think I said statistician, right? No, I think you did. Well, fuck it. See, that just proves <laughs> it. And so I'd say it was at least five. Probably even six out of those ten would probably describe themselves as that. Yeah. But yet that isn't a major party. It's because those people don't vote. Yeah. And that's what. But that's probably why they have those views too, because they're like, oh, let this happen, let this happen, voting. Yeah, I'm not yeah. doing that. Well, that's the thing. It's that's what's so funny about libertarians and and Doug Stanhope and I have, have talked about this, just like hanging out backstage, just like. Doug Stanhope was like, you know, a greatest libertarian victory is going to be a, an election where zero people vote. And that's really, that's where the libertarians is such a conundrum because it's like, 
yeah, we're a political party. We want to run the government, uh, but we also don't believe in government. Right. So, uh, so <laughs> no course, people. Of course, we don't have our shit together. That's what's so funny. Libertarians get less. We got like what one percent of the vote this last election. I worked on Gary Johnson's campaign. Yeah. Close advisor made videos, hung out with him, watching the debates and all this shit, and uh, we got one percent of the vote. And it's like even the libertarians within that one percent. There's so much infighting. It's it's so funny. Our political convention last May in Las Vegas was of course. A, a shit show. Of course, the libertarians were going to Vegas. Shit show. It was so funny. The meeting's actually 30 minutes in right. between sessions yeah. at the strip club. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was so funny. Um, and so I wish the Libertarian Party all the best, but I do think I'm going in more of a lowercase libertarian. I'm just going to work behind the scenes for Democrats, Republicans, whoever, whoever who support my views, you. who support my views. Now, real quick, because we're going to wrap it up. Um, you say the ultimate... Would be zero people voting. That was Doug Stanhope. That was Doug. That. But so let's yeah. let's let's fast forward to the next general mm -hmm. election in November. What if no one shows up? Mm -hmm. No one votes. Yeah. What would that? What would that mean? What, yeah. What does that mean? And what would happen? Why would that be so great? That would be. And where does government go from there? It would be a vote of. It would be a vote of no confidence by a hundred percent of the people in government. And so what would happen is the next day. We everybody would actually start. I feel in the libertarians' optimistic world, right. start talking to each other and actually deal with the problems ourselves, as opposed to leaving it up to some guy who we elected. And what would that mean then? Uh, I would say it's, there would be no no office, and like you can just get a shotgun and say, uh, <laughs> "Give me your mule, dummy." Like, uh, oof. Yeah, sure. People <laughs> just gonna start stealing <laughs> mules. That's a libertarian paradise, baby. Uh, sorry, I've been watching too much Deadwood. It's still, I still think it's 1878 fucking Dakota right now. Um, well, that's just so crazy to me. Let's say if someone came to you to build a government from scratch, ooh, how would you do it? Wow, that's a great question. Thank you. Um, I think you got to go back. You got to go back to the uh, the first local governments. How did the government first start here? In the states, it was uh, you know these little town meetings. I, I my, my terminology's off, but I think it was like a house assembly in Virginia, and there's another one in Massachusetts. It was like, you know these local. That's what it was. It was Keep pilgrims it moving here. They're like, all right, we got this little plot of land. Uh, the Indians seem cool with us for now. <laughs> um, we're trading food and stuff. They're showing us how to hunt. Um, is everybody we'll happy? We'll is everybody happy? Yeah, and then the, and then they have like a witch hunt. They're like, okay, we gotta kill some witches, and uh, everything's fine. I think that would be the perfect local government. Right, but in places like New York, where there's millions and millions of sure. people, so a local government here. Yeah, that's what's so funny. Everybody always seems to need a leader, and uh, what what Doug Stanhope and I talked about is that you are the leader. You gotta people need to start thinking of themselves as capable, responsible leaders in their own right. You know, you are the the city councilman who can stand up there and make a speech. But there would be a dude, or there would be people in a group of people that would take that to the level of, I am the leader, I own these people, and then that guy would just be sure, the bad that, dude and take over everything. But then you also have to let go of that. I'm not the leader of you. I'm the leader of me. But it's always going to be that. Yeah, there's always going to be a it's, bad guy. There's always. Do you think so? Do you think people can never let go of that mentality where it's not like, everybody. I need a leader. Somebody, somebody tell me what to do. Get me a job. There's always going to be that, and there's always going to be someone who takes over yeah. it, from someone who's shitty and promises they're going to be good and there's a great chance he's going to be bad. Some of the most political movies of all time are some of the most silly. The early Woody Allen movies, which oh, are mostly yeah. slapstick. Sure. I'd say up to Sleeper was the last time he did this, yeah. was up, was about cutting the head off one, and another just replaces it. Yeah, yeah. And that, it's never going to go away. I don't believe in utopia. I've heard Stanhope on stage talk about, you know, people are like, why do you stutter? Maybe I'm trying to figure out 
a utopian society. That doesn't exist. It will never happen. There will always be people doing bad to each other because that is the natural order, is chaos. I don't know. And power always corrupts. But it, but you know what's great? We were talking earlier about like apocalypse and that, right? We talked about the zombie yeah. apocalypse and just what would happen if there's a bomb and there's only a handful of people left. There, if you ever watch movies, read books, TV series, as, as fiction as it is, I can see that coming through. There will always be a struggle between someone trying to keep the people in order in a collective way where everyone has a vote, and there'll always be someone who has to be the leader. It's my way, the highway, and will execute people if they don't go along. And mm-hmm. that's that won't that's always going to happen. I don't know. We seem to be the 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 look at overall human history is we're shying away from that. We have more rights and people do have more freedoms than a hundred years ago or a thousand years ago. But shouldn't we be totally ago. at that level by now? Well, who says when we should be? Maybe it's another thousand years we need. You also, see, movies they gotta they gotta do something in that movie. Yeah, block. it's not like world was destroyed and shit's good. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. but you don't think that, that that's so much realistic that if like Stephen King's The Stand happened, not there wouldn't an, be people. Not, not in an hour. Not the way that they make it happen. You know what I mean? It would well, go they have to move the ball along. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But they're like ten minutes in. It's like, oh man, I'm so happy we survived. I'm gonna fucking kill you and eat your heart, and then the movie's <laughs> exactly. over. You but know what the mean? thing. Like, do, you, do you, I mean, do you guys think like that? You're just saying somebody's gonna be out there who does think like that, and he's gonna be powerful. That's that's what you're saying. I, I people I, love power no matter what. Before yeah. you got in here, we're talking about what uh, entertainment that, would be but that during good, the end of the that world. That is a good question. I mean, are are you that guy? Mm-hmm. I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. That's I'm, my I would, I would think I'd be guy. the good dude. There you go. Yeah. But so the fact of the matter this is... This small group of people... I mean, you didn't say you weren't the bad guy, so... It, I'm not sure yet. He's <laughs> <laughs> being fucking honest. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm totally not that but, guy. But, I'm very libertarian. So then we, already in this small group, we've found four people. Well, that the problem is that, that guy's yeah. not common, but people like us would just be like, he's doing his thing. I'm going to just exactly. masturbate sure. again. Exactly. And, and then, then that he gets, all of a sudden, powerful. he's got power. And, mm-hmm. and the next but, thing you know, he's burning witches that right. don't exist since 1775. Well, they're Salem. here. They're out yeah. there. <laughs> but leaders, leaders it's, it's not that... People sit around, I need someone to lead me. It's also like, can you balance the budget? I don't want to have to do this. So you sure, make, sure. get people yeah. to Can do, you do a good job of yeah, doing this? Yeah, of making yeah. sure I have my sure. pa- roads paved and girls. Yeah, and it's the same thing. Like, I've direct, like I directed a movie about killer raccoons when I was in college, which is uh, on Amazon.com. Coons, <laughs> Night of the Bands of the Night, Quick Plug. And uh, it's the same way. You just kind of point the way. It was like I was the director, but I couldn't have done it with all these people. Or without all these people, right. you know, like I needed them, and, and so, so it's like if you're a good leader, you will know how to have everybody like kind of right. work to make a society work all together because right. you just let people do what they're good at. And the you know problem I mean? with politics is it attracts people who are almost by definition not good leaders. Yeah, sure, they're either sociopaths or people right. who are upset, uh, obsessed with Egomaniacs. themselves. Well, what's the old yeah. saying? It's showbiz for ugly people. Politics. Yeah, DC is the Hollywood <laughs> for ugly people. I never yeah. heard that. Yeah. I, I never heard that, that either. That's great. Yeah. And that's a good place for us to stop, right. boys. Yeah. Travis, thank you so much for coming in, man. We Thanks. appreciate it. Get some plugs out. How do people find you? Plug away right now. Bang, uh, bang, bang. Yo, yo. I will be at uh, some Liberty Festival in Connecticut this Saturday performing with Tatiana Moraz. I think I said her name wrong. And you can hot. find me on Twitter at thetravisservine.com. Read my latest Huffington Post blog. Uh, that's on HuffPo somewhere. Benj. Uh, check up Stand Up Stand Up New York, Stand Up New York Labs, and personally, the best of BS on Twitter. What's up? 
Got a website, uh, NathanMacintosh.com. Also, Twitter, at NathanMacintosh. And don't forget his new website, I don't know shit about my home country.com. <laughs> <laughs> Can I run for office in another country.com? <laughs> if I'm there, okay, so it's a Canadian. If I'm there 31 days, and not right. 30, do the I then get eligible? This is just making fun of me, for fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, all this far. You. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, Mad Dog Matter uh, website should be up at Twitter, Mad Dog Matter. Come to Stand Up New York, dope ass club. Support our brothers and sisters on. Uh, this network on Stand Up New York Labs, man. There's some really good shows going on there. No doubt. And uh, quick shout out, man. Our artwork is done by my cousin, Nick Madden. Mad love to him. And our music from Timothy Styles. He rocks. In the booth, our main man, AJ Friedman, a.k.a. Super Tramp, Johnny Fatigate, everyone here at Stand Up. Keep supporting everyone. Go to cleanboxentertainment.com to go to the One Mic Comedy Tour. Me and Shuli Agar from the Howard Stern Show. That's enough of this shit, man. We'll see you next week. Thanks for kicking ass. Be who you is. That's what this show's about. Exactly. Be who you is. Be a rebel like Travis here and do good for your fucking neighborhoods. And until next time, remember, baby, we're all worth a million prizes. Thank you, baby. Thank you.